Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Living Testimony Podcast with your host Shani Oyewumi. I just want to start off by thanking you all for the love and support you've shown me since I've released the first episode. It was an experience I thoroughly enjoyed and I'm just so glad that you did too and some of you were inspired and sent all sorts of feedback. And this episode today, episode two, is one that's quite deep and quite personal. I was meditating earlier this week and, you know, it came to my mind and heart that many people want to do God's work. Many people want to be a light in this world. They want to be that person that can transform lives, speak life into situations, make the world a better place and just bring glory to God's kingdom. But sadly, they let the devil deceive them into thinking that they are not qualified due to their imperfections, due to their flaws, due to their struggles and their sin. And ultimately, they end up buying into this religious myth of perfection being required from Christians. Now, the key word there is myth, because if you read your Bible, you'll know in Romans 3.23, it tells us, for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Now, I just want to make something clear. I'm not giving you an excuse to live and dwell in sin, because in the same Bible, in Romans 12.2, it says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed in the renewing of your mind. So let me make it clear again. I'm not giving you an excuse to live and dwell in sin, but just think about this for a moment. Do you think that God did not know that Noah was a drunkard before he asked him to build the ark? Do you think that God did not know that Apostle Paul was a murderer before he used him to teach the gospel of Christ to the first century world and write most of the New Testament? Do you think that God did not know David had an issue with lust and would go on to become an adulterer before he appointed him as king and ordained him to defeat Goliath? Now think about this because this has a direct relation to you. Do you think Jesus did not know that you would be imperfect when he proclaimed you as the light of the world in Matthew 5.14. You see, God's grace runs deeper than your mess. And God's grace is so sufficient and powerful that he can use you, your imperfection, your flaws, and everything you may hate about your life to bring glory to his kingdom and let his will be done. Now, a lot of you may be thinking, yeah, that's great, but how? Well, I am a living testimony of this. And this is where I'm going to share some things with you that I've never really spoken about and no one has really known about me. But lust has been something that has plagued me for many, many years. Varying from sexual immorality to a bad gambling addiction that thankfully I've been able to overcome. But there have been times in my life where the sexual desires... Now, obviously I'm a man. And as you know, if you're a man listening to this, you know our testosterone levels are high. And the urges can get a bit mad. The urges, the sexual desires can just sometimes feel like they've taken over, just make you do silly things. But one issue I've always had is when it comes to masturbation, where there have been times in my life where I can't sleep maybe till three, four in the morning because I'm battling urges, battling the desire to please myself, where it feels like I cannot physically sleep until I do so. That's how bad that fight against sexual morality has been. There have been times in my life where I've gambled till my account's been empty just because of that thought and hope that if I can only just win that bet and that thought and hope and the thrill of it has just clouded my sense of judgment. I remember I could place a bet, for example, on boxing. I remember this clearly. There was one time a couple of years ago where I think it was Amir Khan. If you know boxing, you know Amir Khan was fighting someone. I had lost money on football bets earlier on in the day. So I thought to myself, you know what, screw it. 
are going to make this money back on on betting on Amir Khan. So I've bet on Amir Khan to win, win on points. Now I'm watching it, obviously, with my phone out, bet 365 open. And I'm seeing, ah, this might not go to points. Amir Khan's batting this guy up, uppercut, hook, close stoppages, knockdowns and whatnot. And I'm thinking, oh no, I need to change the bet. Or I need to put another bet on. So I put another bet on Amir Khan to win by stoppage before round six. Now round five comes, Khan's getting batted up and it's looking like he's going to get knocked down. And now I'm thinking to myself, raw, what the hell is going on? So now I've put another bet on the other guy to, to get the stoppage. And just like that, in a day, £100 out of your account lost. Just because of that lust for more, lust, that greedful lust that you want more than what you have. And it wasn't like I was left on my own, no. My parents provided for me, best parents I can ask for. But that lust for more, that feeling of just that thrill of I just want more than I have now, plagued me. And this is the thing, a lot of people assume that when you give your life to Christ, such temptations and struggles just vanish into thin air. That's a big lie. In fact, I'd even argue that when you give yourself to Christ, the temptations get larger because the devil knows you're closer to fulfilling your divine purpose. The only difference is that when you give your life to Christ, you have a way out through Jesus Christ. And so time and time again, in the last couple of years, I've gone to bed crying out to God on my knees saying, I'll never do it again. Asking God, why is it I'm facing the same temptations I did years ago before I found you in 2016 after my depression? Asking God, why am I still making these same mistakes? Why am I so weak? Why is it that I'm trying to do my best to live for your kingdom and yet I still stumble? Why is it that every time I take two steps forward, I always end up taking one step backwards? Every time I've cried out to God, I've received the same response, which is, Despite everything, despite your mess, your disobedience, your flaws and imperfections, look at what I've done for you and look at what I've done through you. Look at the lives you've inspired. Look at the situations you've spoken life into. Look at the lives you're helping to transform. Look at the people you've cured, the depressions you've cured, the anxieties you've cured. And so each time I cried out, beating myself up, God has reminded me that it's better to take two steps forward and one step backwards than not to move at all because he doesn't need my perfection. That's exactly what his grace is for and that's what Jesus Christ died for. It bridges the gap and he's more interested in my progress. And that's why I always tell people, God is more interested in your progress than your perfection. Perfection is just a religious myth created by Christians with a stiff upper lip who feel that they can judge others. Nobody's perfect. The only man that has ever stepped on this earth and has been perfect is Jesus Christ. Now, once again, I want to make it clear to you. I am not giving you an excuse to dwell and live in sin because the Bible, remember the Bible says the wages of sin are death. But what I'm just telling you is do not allow the devil to convince you that your imperfection means that you cannot be used by God. Because I actually believe it's the opposite. God loves using the imperfect because it brings more glory to his kingdom. God loves using the people who society will look at and, have, and would have written off. The people that when they look at you, they'll be like, how? How could he do that? Because it brings glory to the kingdom of God. All he needs is just the throne of your heart and a willingness to keep on fighting and moving forward. And your obedience is so important, that word obedience. Noah had obedience. He was a drunkard but he had obedience. When God spoke and asked him to do stuff for his kingdom and for his will, Noah did it. Paul was a murderer. Yes, God knew that. 
But when Jesus, when he stumbled across Christ and was asked to drop all he used to do and come and have a new life, he did so. So that obedience is key, that willingness to allow God to use you, to be a vessel in God's kingdom. It's so key. That obedience alone can overwrite all your sin and the mess, the imperfections, the struggles you're going through. So I just want you to take time to reflect on your life and your personal situation. Think of all the amazing things God has done for you and has done through you. Despite your mess, despite your disobedience and despite your imperfections. Now imagine how much more God will do for you and through you if you were just to surrender all to him. I know that you are a light of the world and rise up with bravery and courage and act like one. Finally, just to end this episode, I just want you to remember this. In Matthew 5.14, when Jesus proclaimed you as the light of the world, he was fully aware that darkness would exist in the same world you're living in and that darkness would exist inside of you and in your lives. But thank goodness that through a relationship with Jesus Christ, we have a light that no darkness, no weapon of the enemy can get rid of. And that's why it says in John 1.5 that the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome. For someone listening to this podcast, don't worry about the past. Don't worry about what you've done wrong. Today is a new day and you can choose to let your light shine and stay connected to the source of all light. The one who said, let there be light. And there was light all over the universe. Stay connected to God and just let his light radiate through you. Let his light cover all areas of darkness in your life so that you will be a source of light, a source of joy, a source of hope, a source of transformation. Because here's the thing, light shines brightest in darkness. So if you're living in a dark area, dark group of friends, dark community, and you have light, it will start radiating in the lives of others. And I just want to give you a simple visual analogy. If you're walking through a dark alleyway that is pitch black, it doesn't matter whether you're using car headlights, it doesn't matter whether you're using floodlights from a stadium or just a small torch on your smartphone, that light and darkness will still make a difference. So I just want to encourage you to have bravery and to step up to that title of being a light of the world. It doesn't matter whether it's one soul your light is shining through or thousands. As long as you let your light shine, you're sowing a seed. And when you sow a seed, there's no expiry date on when you will reap the harvest. So just sow that seed and be a light in someone else's light. It may be within your family, your friends, your small group, someone you hate. They may need that light of God and you are the vessel that God wants to use. So don't let your mess, your past or your struggles stop God from using you because you are qualified. The devil is a liar. And so I just want to pray with you now as we finish this episode that God will give you the bravery and the wisdom and the understanding as to why you've had to go through darkness, why you've had to go through those struggles. He will show you the purpose behind it and that you will have the willingness, the humility and the obedience to just surrender all to him and that you'll be used as a vessel, that God will use you as a source of hope. God will use you as a source of transformation. God will use you to conquer the temptations and the strongholds and the chains that other people are suffering with because you've already been through it and you've come out the other side. That people will look at you and say, he went through what I went through or she went through what I went through and look at what God has done for her. And if God can do it for her, if God can do it for him, why can't he do it for me? That the light of the Lord will just radiate in your life and change things. And you see, when there's light, there's vision. 
that God will open your eyes to see things that eyes have not seen. God will open your ears to hear things that ears have not heard. And you will be a blessing and light to this world. You may have to start small, but as I said, light shines brightest in darkness. So I just pray that your light will shine. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this message has blessed you. I hope it's touched you. And I hope it's convicted you that the devil is a liar. God's grace is sufficient and runs deeper than your mess. Let your light shine and let him take all the glory. Please like, share, subscribe. And as always, take care, my people. And God bless.